0: Just the one game this week, which was the 2-2 FA Cup draw against Derby County at home. Joe thought he was a good team against a team of good players, but we were undone by a howler. Andy says the lads did us proud, the backline were excellent and the finishes were quality. Andy Griffiths agrees, a great effort by all, especially defence including the goalie. Max Bailey is gutted, three minutes away from the best defensive display he'd ever seen from Crew. James agrees, even though we were battered but it hurts to have been so close to creeping through. Sean Rogers said once again we sat back and allowed them to play as we felt comfortable. Graham Miles saw two quality goals and some awesome defending but was certain it would happen at the end after one of Davis's betting games. Pete thought it was goalkeeper error which was a shame after he played his part well. Probably the best result considering the weakened team. Brad Budden says everyone got 7 out of 10 for him. Alex picked out Billington as great, Rio was man of the match and Baker Richardson as pressing or game of his physicality. Stuart Grimley says it was determined, spirited, and so close. Some exceptional saves from the keeper. Paul Gregory agrees. He is gussied for him as he had been excellent in the game. Dave Gallagher thought we rolled our luck, but he's not too disappointed at the replay. Hopefully it'll be cheap, and we'll take a few over there. <laughs>
1: Saw me standing alone, <laughs> without a dream in my heart, <laughs> without a living man. Boom, ba,
2: ba, 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 Hello,
0: welcome to the Railway Men podcast, and much like the Alex ourselves, um, we're having a bit of an injury crisis, and Stu is unavailable for selection, so I've stepped in at the last minute to uh, to fill his boots. Um, however, we do have the usual panel of knowledgeable Alex experts to talk us through the FA Cup action, starting with uh, Steve Bennett. Hello, Steve. Hello. Alex Irani. Hi,
1: Steve. How you doing?
0: Not too bad, thank you. And finally, Mark Bertels. Hello, Mark. Good evening, everybody. Well, we're recording this uh, a bit of a change to our normal routine, obviously, with the glamour of TV coming, calling, and asking for a 2.45 kickoff on a Sunday. So, Steve, wipe the events of the following 90 minutes out of your mind. Were you excited and gripped by FA Cup fever at 2.45 this afternoon?
3: Um, Not particularly. Um, I think we've got good draw but and a bad draw at the same time um i don't think it was quite the glamour was it that we we hoped for i, I i'm a bit old school and i i like i think one or two of the others are on on here um like going away to some pub team or somebody in you know some random league you've never heard of um because that's what it's all about but um no no i i was um i was there watching and um you know, ready for it by 2.45, though it'll be weird going to work tomorrow um, straight after a game. It, it feels like Saturday today. So,
1: so why are you looking forward to it, Steve? Long and short of that? Yes! Not bothered, really, <laughs>
3: mate.
0: <laughs> there, there were rumours um of a hefty injury list uh before <laughs> the match, and when the team sheets came out, so it was proved. Mark... What were your thoughts when you saw that lineup and the fact we couldn't even fill the subs
4: bench? Um, I was despondent, but then it was pointed out to me, um, which was quite right, actually, that there was only um, Billington, really, that you would want to really worry about. The rest, you wouldn't worry, I don't think, if they started a game. It was the fact that they were all in together and the, the players that are missing are key players the bench was more of a of a worry you know we couldn't fill it and what we did fill it with was kids that had played 120 minutes the other night and charlie Culkett, who who's coming back from a long to ter- another long term injury um so you knew that uh, we were going to be up against it um but without jumping too far ahead i have to say i thought the um the level of performance and commitment for for, for from the side that was fielded was absolutely unbelievable today
0: OK, so we uh, we kick off and um, Alex, I'll come to you on this one. And perhaps maybe kind of in terms of the formation and who was playing where, maybe it wasn't quite what we expected in terms of who was playing in whatever position.
1: Do you know what? It's difficult to say what I was expecting, because when I saw the team sheet, I wasn't sure what the setup was. Now, there was four centre-halves on the pitch by the looks of things with Dimitri who offered um, o'reardon and Billington... You know, it looked as though, so I thought Offord might have moved into midfield, but it seemed that it was a back five um, with three normal centre-arms, sort of Billington playing as left wing back and and Cooney as right wing back, and then Rio in a more advanced position. Uh, So, because I saw the team share, I wasn't sure how we were going to set up. So it was difficult to say I was expecting that or not expecting that, but it seemed to work. And I think there's one thing that that goes a long way in football, and that's commitment. And actually, as long as you've got 11 players out there that are committed and and are, playing for the cause, you can sort of make up for what you might lack in tactics, what you might lack in positional awareness, by just having that heart for the battle, which All-11 did today.
0: You mentioned Real there, Alex, um, which I'm glad I was going to come to him. We've seen (laughs) him play right wing. We've obviously seen him play left back, right back. And here, another slightly more advanced position, but not perhaps as far forward as right wing, um, would you say?
1: Yeah, it was... I mean, it felt like he was one of the three in midfield almost, but he was just sort of hanging, hung hugging that left touchline a bit more. So you had sort of Nevit and CBR as your top two. You had obviously Thomas and White in there. And it seemed like off um, sort of Rio was in that sort of left central midfield role where he was sort of babysitting Billington to an extent. Because obviously he was up against, I think it was Nathaniel Mendes-Lang, who was who was probably their best player on the day. So he just offered him that bit of extra protection. But he was terrific. I mean, the, the only criticism I could really say is actually 15 seconds in or 50 seconds in, whatever it was. Uh, his final ball should have been better and we should have been one up within a minute. That's the only real criticism you can make of Rio. Otherwise, he was absolutely superb all game. Seamlessly
0: moving on from Alex's link there, because obviously in the first minute we had a really great chance. But then Steve, for probably the next 20 minutes, we were really, really up against it. Did did you fear the worst at that point? So we just couldn't get out of our own penalty area, could we?
3: Well, that, that's it. We just couldn't get any foothold, could we? Further up the pitch, um, you, you you do you have to um, you have to fear the worst, don't you? When you when you can't get any any sort of possession and you're just hacking it away. I, I scribbled down a couple of bits watching the game actually. That you know, nine minutes, twelve minutes, um, and um, you know, those were the two absolute guilt edge chances that they they had up and you know off the line and and um Mickey Dim nearly scoring himself. Um and um yeah, you, you have to fear, don't you? But um it's clear that this this side is made up of slightly different stuff than some we've had in the past. And also it's I've said it before, and I you know, I'm gonna say it again here that. It's absolutely crystal clear that they're playing for for Lee Bell, aren't they? They 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 you know putting everything on the line for for the guy, and um, that can only um, bode well.
0: Mark that that early dominance. Um, do you think that is the difference between an upper league one and an upper league, half league two side, or just the fact that we're probably missing all those key players you, you mentioned at the start of the pod?
4: I think it was a combination of a few things. Listening to Lee Bell after the game, there was a a game plan where we were going to sit deep and expect them to have a lot of the ball, although the plan wasn't that deep. I mean, there was a a spell where it felt like we were just defending the six-yard box. Um, I mean, let's have it right. Derby shouldn't really be in League One, should they? Um, Size of the club and size of the budget. So, that you know, they've got players, I would suggest, that are probably better than League One, never mind League Two. Uh, And of course, the injuries are going to make a difference. Um, More so because we just couldn't get out, I don't think. The ball didn't seem to stick initially up front, although we got better. um, Courtney Baker-Richardson got fired up by one of their players, which, to be honest, I wish that had happened every week because he was superb after that. Um, And I don't think I really appreciated Nevit until he wasn't on the pitch anymore. I thought he was absolutely superb. So I think it's a combination of all of them. um, But, you know... Steve's quite right. They are playing for the manager. And um, and we were extremely committed to um, keeping the ball out of the net. And, you know, and we did.
0: And I'll come to Alex on this because you mentioned Rio already. Um, he's already had an effort because he he robbed a defender. He steals a ball on the edge of the penalty area. And the derby keeper makes a good save. But then really against the runner play, Billington and Mickey Dimitriou combined down the left. Alex, I'll let you talk through that sumptuous moment with that delivery into the box.
1: It was an absolute doozy of a cross, wasn't it? It was saying to a striker, please get on the end of me. It completely takes the defence out of the game. And the way it's curling away from the keeper means he can't, came to take it, he can't come and claim it. It was a tremendous cross. And actually, because of the camera angle from where it was, you could sort of see the whip. you were like, that's a good cross as soon as it came off his foot. Um, and Baker Richardson, like all good strikers, was on the end of a good delivery. It was a terrific cross. I can't stress it enough. It was one of those which you, you, I've watched it so many times on repeat, just because it's, 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 it's so easy on the eye. Um, but it was the least his performance deserved. Again, as I mentioned at the start, he, he was excellent. And he kept on popping up in attacking areas, which, which gave us a different threat. Um, he was, yeah. He's he's comfortably got the most improved player sewn up this season. I think now he should be looking for higher on us to see if he can go and win player of the season. If he continues this form, it's going to be some player to be pipping him to that award.
4: I think just quickly backtracking, um, I think, don't quote me, but I think it was uh, Connor Thomas that did the switch out to the left. Um, but that goal doesn't happen without uh, Demetrio's commitment to make that run on the outside. You know that he, he epitomised everything about the, the side today with that one run. You know he busted, Gut, he's what he's comfortably our oldest player on the pitch, and um, there he is sprinting to make a run on the outside of um, of Rio. So you know a big nod to him. I know we're probably going to come on to him anyway, but uh, he was you know it, as I said that goal doesn't happen if he doesn't make that run.
3: Yeah, that extra man and overload made all the difference, didn't it, to the to the two defenders there, but as you said, Rio's ball, Jesus. If David Beckman had played that match of the day, i would be playing it again and again and again. It was it was that good. Um, but he has is, he is improved so much in the last 12 months. It, it's almost like a new signing, isn't it? Um, I don't know what the chances are of us getting him to sign another contract. Probably not as good as we'd like, but um, absolutely different player. And he, he can play anywhere, seemingly, can't he, at the
1: moment? He's he's proving to be what we thought Tarik Araque was in terms of his versatility. The difference is he's actually been good in most of the positions that he's been played. He was sort of a left central. He was sort of a hybrid role today, wasn't he? A third midfielder at times, but sort of playing wide left. Uh, he's obviously played the wing back role both sides um, with a plum, and he's played on that right wing role at Forest Green, where he got an assist at the start of the second half. So he's been. He's been a bit of a revelation this season. I, I think I said it about 12 months ago, though, with Tariq. Uh, sorry, with, with Rio. His game, he could never seem to put it together. There were some games where he looked really good defensively, but he offered nothing going forward. And there was other games where he was really solid, where he looked really good going forward, but actually his defensive work went to pop. So he could never stitch it together and, and just have a complete performance. But we're sort of getting that this season where he is producing performances where he's still offering us an attacking threat whilst not sort of relinquishing his defensive duties. Uh, long may it continue because he's, um, yeah, he's been, he's been superb.
3: Yeah. I think it's worth noting a big differential is his, is his work rate. Not that I ever thought he was lazy, but I would say that his um, kilometres covered must be off the charts compared to where they've been before. And it absolutely shows he's everywhere, isn't he?
4: Just a nod before we move on, of course, because we're waxing lyrical about Rio, but uh, CBR was where he should be back post and uh, he made sure it went in, didn't he? Thumped it. Um, Good finish, really good finish and um, good to see him getting on the score sheet.
0: Good to see you making friends of him, Mark. (laughs) Hi, Courtney. (laughs) Um, Our tails are up then um, and there's another sort of half chance just before the break. Um, when Joe White bursts forward and feeds in Nevitt. Um, Mark, I think White's worthy of a mention for that first-half performance, because it felt to me in the absence of Jack Powell, he was he was really stepped up, and I thought he was a real driving force in that midfield today.
4: It's been coming, hasn't it, that performance? He, I like him. Um, I think, was it Salford where he sort of got his first start? I know he, he definitely played at Salford, and... and um, I mentioned then that he got an eye for a pass and he seems to have steadily improved since. Um, but today was comfortably his best game, I think, in a crew shirt. He's, um, he's definitely one to keep an eye on, um, whether he becomes available in the future. He's, a, he's definitely a crew type of player. Um, he does get it wrong now and again. Um, but uh, he's young, he's learning, and that's why we've got him on loan. But he's certainly headed in the right direction. Um, and yeah, you're right, he's, he's definitely worth a mention today. He was very good.
0: So 1-0 Uh so second half comes around, low-key, um, but shortly, a few moments into that second half, another chance then falls to Connor Thomas, Alex.
1: Yeah, it was um, a lovely bit of play from Joe White where he flicked it over the top. I did wonder if it was a bit excessive, the flick, but it worked out quite well. And to be fair to Thomas, it was a bouncing ball and he controlled the finish really well and their keeper just stood up tall um, and made the save and pushed it around the post. Um, if that goes in, then... I think ITV would have had to have done some more apologising for the language because I suspect the Derby fans would have hit the roof. Um, but it was a, it was a good bit of play. It was unlucky Thomas as well. Like I said, he, he controlled the finish really well because I had visions of that going into Gresty Road. Um, but yes, unfortunately, it didn't hit the back of the net, and, and we know what fo- uh, what happened after that.
0: CBR wins that wins a challenge high up. Freeze, Elliot Nevitt, Steve. Take it from there.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Good old Elliot Nevitt, our goal machine. Um, he, he's 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 great, really, isn't he? Because he works his arse off. But what a finish! Yeah, he breaks into the area and he absolutely smashes it off the inside of the far post. And it was very reminiscent of one of the one of the goals he scored earlier in the season with he, you know the it hitting the inside of the far post and delirium all over Gresty Road. I um, was at that stage. Um, and it, it, it's good to see somebody who, who isn't necessarily appreciated or celebrated quite as much as some of the others, the difference that he makes. And also, you know, he's getting his goals, isn't he now?
4: He um, he didn't lose a header last week, I don't think, at Harrogate. I thought he was absolutely immense in the air. Um, and, you know, I was surprised that we got him when we did because I didn't expect us to get a player of uh, of that standard in that window. Um, and Tranmere were quite happy to see the back of him there was never any question about his work rate but he couldn't score I mean that's five goals this season in 15 games with one assist um so we're doing something right aren't we he's definitely getting better and I was fortunate enough to be sort of right behind his shot and there was only one place that he could put that ball if it was going to go in you know the keeper was close to it and it was right right in the corner I think it went and off the post didn't it um superb a really really good finish um and as I've said, you know, I, I didn't quite appreciate him um, as probably as much as I should have done until he left the pitch.
0: And he scores a lot. I think Steve's kind of alluded to this from that left-hand channel. Off the top of my head, his his uh, debut, not a debut goal, but his first goal against Newport from there, that left-hand channel against Wimbledon as well. He gets in those positions a lot and finishes well in that in that area. So 2-0 up, but eventually, perhaps. that that early pressure, perhaps the fact we haven't really got much in terms of people that can come on and change the game. We begin to drop a bit deeper, get camped in our own half, and Derby look like they're taking the upper hand. Would you agree, Mark?
4: Yes. I mean, they're they're bringing on um, four substitutes in one go. Um, Let me just go through them here. Uh, James Collins, Kane Wilson, Erin Cashin and Joe Ward um we're bringing on a lad that played well his debut isn't it essentially um we played 120 minutes on Tuesday night or Wednesday night whenever it was um Mm -hmm. and Charlie Colkett who's barely kicked a ball this season coming back from another long-term injury and then Aaron Rowe came on a bit later so that you know the difference in the substitutes was telling um and it had that horrible feel because we've been so resilient and so good and and the, particularly the three centre-halves, I I can't remember a game where I've seen three performances like that. They were absolutely superb. And I feel sorry for him because I think they deserved a clean sheet. Um, Unfortunately, you know, it felt like if Derby were going to get one back with two sides of the ground, as always, the momentum would swing and it would be a horrible last few minutes. In fact, I, I'd said to the people around me with five left, the ground was up and bouncing. And I said, I can't enjoy this. Not yet, because I've seen... I've seen his throw games so many times. Um, and of course, once that first one went in and the manner of it as well, um, what followed felt inevitable.
3: I tell you what, ITV would have had to apologise for my language when that one went in. I'll be honest.
4: Oh, look, <laughs> that would have I mean, been six. <laughs> he's, he's taken a lot of stick on social media. Mm. Um and he should have saved it. Uh, yep. Anybody that says that he couldn't see is wrong. I've seen the replay from two angles, and he can see clearly. Um, he faced thirty-two shots, of which I think eight I've read were on target. I actually thought until that point he'd probably had his best game. In a I career. thought he was. I
3: thought he was great today, with the exception of that that incident. And also, even after that incident, he came for a couple of balls and claimed them, and he he was great. Yeah, I I guess that's what you get. That's what you get
4: with a 19 year old, isn't it? He'd made some Um, stops and he'd come for balls and mm caught a few. And you know, he wasn't faultless, but um, unfortunately, you know, it's a a really bad one. Um, it's under you know, as you
3: said, 32 shots. Did you say it was? It's going to tell eventually, isn't it? And uh, particularly. With the, with that crowded area, I'm trying to give, give him a, give him a reason or an excuse. Yes, he should. He'll know that he should have got down to that, and it, it's squirmed under his hand, doesn't it, as he's gone down? But um, it's come through a hell of a lot of bodies. You know that there are as as you said, we, we were almost defending the six yard box by that stage, aren't we? There's there's probably 18 players in that in that 18 yard box, and um, 14 of them are directly in front of him no um,
4: they, they weren't i've seen the replay it, it they're not yeah. it's, um, he has a clear sight of it yeah no P- he yeah. does and he will face us a, st- a million shots a week in training like that
3: yeah, yeah no no he i'm say, so I, i'm so agreeing he, he should save good. it he should save it but i thought like it's, you he, i thought yeah, actually he actually the side of
1: that You can, you can. I'm disagreeing with you here. I'm cutting you off. Let's let's call the spade a spade. (laughs) Technically, you're not going to see worse goalkeeping this weekend because if he'd have got himself into a position, the worst case scenario from that shot was he fumbles it back into the six yard box. There is absolutely no way on God's green earth that shot should have ended up in the back of the net. No, I I agree. I agree. Pushed it, or is it should have gone through his hands? There should have been a second line of defense. Which should have been his thighs, whether he would add a, whatever, but there should have been a second line of defense. So the ball then bounces out into yeah. trouble. Uh, yeah, and to be honest, well, we're still criticizing for not yeah. making it. But that initial shot should never have gone in. And it was we were either going to win that game two 0 or we were
4: going to draw it two two, or lose three two. Yeah. There was yeah. no way if they scored. One, when they you agree. when you watch it back, it Steve, Steve, when Sorry. you watch it back, watch the reaction of the players.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the irony is, if he'd have stood up and hadn't gone down, he'd have, stuck it, he'd have stopped it with his foot. It wasn't far enough away, was it, from him? And maybe that was the problem. It was too close. He'd gone with his hand rather than going with his foot. But that's what it is, isn't
0: it? So with that goal, Derby have momentum. Derby have the upper hand. And then I believe it's the third minute of injury time after lots of pressure they do eventually get their equaliser. Mark, I shall give you the dubious honour of, uh, of going through that.
4: Well, in the first sort of, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, it looked like Lewis Billington was going to have um, a horrendous afternoon. You know, every time uh, Mendes Lang got the ball, he looked like he was going to go past him. Um, and at that point, without sounding like, I don't want to sound like a football manager, but you do worry that, he's going to go into his shell and, and it's going to be a horrible afternoon. But he actually showed immense character and, and rode it out, really. And then I thought he was all right after that. Um, but unfortunately, at that point, he, you know, Mendes Lang got, I think it was behind Billington, wasn't it? Um, or he beat him to the ball, the cutback. I mean, it felt like they were queuing up. I think it missed one um, on its way across the penalty area. It was two or three. But it, it, it had just got that, air of inevitability about it. Um, the lad finishes it well. It's, you know, high into the roof of the net. Um, but, I mean, I've been put right, actually, by Tim since in terms of the financial aspect of, of a replay. But at that point, I, I'd assume sooner we turn around as, and whack the ball into the back of our own net and chuck the game because a replay feels like the worst thing in the world at the moment. When it, We're struggling to put a side out now. The last thing we needed was an extra game. And, um, and a game away at Derby County on a Tuesday night, um, it it doesn't fill me with much hope. Going on from what Mark said there, um, Alex, I'll come to
0: you. Um, We're a few hours on now. We're recording the pod quite late um, on Sunday night. Now you've digested and the kind of some of the emotion of the day has been stripped away. Um, How do you view that 2-2 result? Is it credit worthy, bearing in mind... We, have, we can't even fill the subs bench and we've gone toe-to-toe with a, with a decent League One team, big club. We got a draw and they had to snatch a last-minute equaliser. Should we be pleased or what's your take on it?
1: We should be. The players should be proud of their efforts today. To a man, they all put in a real shift. You couldn't name a crew player that played badly. And I'll exonerate the goalkeeper. It was a bad mistake, which has cost us being in round two. But actually, if you look at the other 89 minutes, uh, he, he did quite he, he did well on the whole. But if you look at Offord, was superb. He read everything. Mickey and uh, Reardon were as they always been. We've waxed lyrical about Rio already. CBR and Nevitt, we've spoken about. Connor Thomas, honourable mention, comes back in for his first game since September, and he he was I thought he was excellent at midfield, and he was the one who actually had the presence of mind to trying to be a bit more progressive when we're getting penned in, which you don't often see with Tom- Tom- Connor Thomas as a midfield player being progressive. Um, But I thought he was quite good in that aspect today. So, yeah, they should be proud. I'm not as... I know Mark was saying about the replay and the financial aspects, but I actually think the Morecambe games are likely to get called off because they've got... I think they've had two games called off for international call-ups already and they've had um, five internationals. So, considering that's likely to be the Saturday afterwards... I don't think it's the end of the world having a replay. To be honest, because we've got—it's not like we've we've got a free week afterwards. So okay, we've got County on the Saturday we'll have derby on the Tuesday, but then we've got a week off before. Well, then we've got ten days off. Sorry, before the Doncaster game. So I'm not as 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 annoyed with the replay. I'm just—it's a bit demoralising when you're in the 89th minute and you're two nil up and you don't you don't win the game of football. Um, not- but like like Mark I'm- said, financially. I think that I think it'll get televised. The replay. Um, I'm not
4: disappointed with the result. And if he'd have offered me a two-two draw before the game, I'd have snapped, snapped your hand off. Um, it just feels like it's a game we could do without because of the um, the injuries. And you know, uh, Belly alluded to afterwards that um, there was a couple, but I can't remember more. I know like Mickey's playing with a broken toe um nevitt's felt a a, a tight hamstring i think courtney baker richardson's had a tight hamstring all week it's just you know the league is the most important thing and trying to stay in touch with that top seven or eight um of course we the money's fantastic and a 2-2 draw um is a good result against darwin regardless of the circumstances um I, i don't know it just feels like a game that we really could have done without it's um But, you know, it is what it is. And Alex, you make a really, really good point and you did call that earlier. And if that's the case, it does put a different uh, perspective on it. If we have got that free Saturday and we know we've got it, well, we know before the Derby game if we've got a free Saturday. Yeah, well, you you know, that... that, They should have done the call-ups by then, I thought. That would change a lot, you know. Belly would probably take a few more risks and perhaps play players that are 50-50. So, um, yeah, maybe I'm looking at it a little bit... uh, on the negative side,
3: I'd argue it's a free hit as well, isn't it? Really, I don't think any of us expect we'll, we'll get that much from from a trip to Derby. Um, so it's a free, I, I don't hit. think you could have
1: many people arguing with you that it's not a free hit, Steve. I think you're pushing on an open door there, mate.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I like to, yeah, can't wind everybody up all the time, can I?
1: No, it is, it is, and I think it'll be you know, if you can get a couple back in there. I don't know how serious the Tracy injury is, but if you look at his pace on the counter-attack, um, you think they, that, that could cause some problems. It'll be good for them. There's going to be, what, 20,000 fans there. It'll be a good test for some of the younger players. If you get Rio some minutes in there, you look at O'Reardon, there'll be others in there. It'll be a good experience for them under the lights like, at Pride Park, likely to be televised, I'd have thought. Um, let's give it a go. Worst-case scenario... We've probably made a few quid from having, hopefully, both both cups televised, and we get a share of the gate receipts from Derby. That could get us a player, in, that could get us a new goalkeeper in January, hopefully. Um, which could then make a difference between now and the end
4: of the season. What is it? Forty-five minutes, an hour away as well. We should take a, a few on a Tuesday night. I would hope. Yeah. So.
3: Quick blast across the A50, you'll be fine.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm gonna throw one more thing about the game out there, um, and I think it was something that I saw in a. I'm on the WhatsApp messages today, which was um do we have um I think we've got a really strong defense. I think it was Mark who's alluded to the fact that the three centre halves were were magnificent today. Is the goalkeeper going to be our undoing? I'm gonna ask the question because the pod loves the goalkeeper debate. Is he going to be our undoing this season?
4: Yes. Should... Lee Bell has created an an unbelievable Team spirit and togetherness across the group—you can see that they're playing for him, they're playing for each other. Um, I would imagine that the rest of the players, even if they don't verbalize it inside tonight, are feeling absolutely gutted that that game slipped away. Um, that's the worry, you know. I, I've already said it, and I'm being unfair when I say that the, the centre halves deserved a clean sheet. That the, the rest of the team did. You know, when you think of everything that they put into that game. Um, And, you know, we hear managers say it all the time and and so-called expert pundits, you know, games swing on big moments. And that was a big moment. It was a game changing moment. I know it sounds ridiculous now, but you know what I mean? If I say that goal doesn't go in, we win, I think. I think we see that game out. It just changed everything. It changed the the momentum. It changed the atmosphere. And there was that obvious um, because we're crew fans, you know, there's that. Oh, no, here we go. They're gonna, you know, it wouldn't have surprised me if we played for another five minutes if they'd gone on to get a winner. It was that big of a moment, it was that big of a swing. Um, so that would be my worry that that it it sort of takes a little bit away from that um that togetherness and team spirit.
3: Yeah, it does seem harsh to be saying this about a 19-year-old. We have to do have to remember that, but it's it's professional sport, isn't it? And so that that I think we've got um some sort of some license there to to say what we're saying i'm going to caveat this but on also saying that last time we got promoted we had dave richards and Willie Askalinen in goal um i don't think they they're better than than um davis but i do agree with you both that i think that he he is he has an achilles heel and that's that snapshot. It isn't the first goal that we've conceded out of sort of nothing that you sort of think mm, maybe you should have had that. Um, uh, what was the goal at home on the turn from outside the box that that he conceded? Um, I'm trying to think now, but um, it is certainly isn't the first one this season that that we think, well, he should have had that. And for all the heroics and the good saves that you make, it's the bread and butter stuff that that makes the difference, isn't it, in the end?
1: He's not good enough. I think we can I think it's a good point regarding that we've got promoted with the Askaline and, and Richards. Um, but I don't think this side is as good as that side. So I no. don't think we're able to carry a goalkeeper. I no, think I agree. And, and I think the league's stronger. I think if you look at the top four with their budgets they've got significantly you've then got the likes of Bradford, you've then got the likes of Gillingham who'll probably be pushing. So if you look at six sides who've got bigger budgets than us, um that league is this league is a stronger league, so we're gonna need our goalkeeper to win us points this season. And I don't think this fellow does. Unfortunately, um, I can't. What game can you think that you know what well, he's got us a result? Or he's got us out of jail. And I know we can't compare him to a Concrow, We can't compare him to Beadle because they are obviously of a different calibre. But you still need more from your goalkeeper than what we're currently getting. Um, so yeah, I think in the long long run he could be the difference between us having a very successful season.
4: Colin Higginson, who's been on the pod um, before representing the Real Women's um, Society, he said to me, you know, we were spoiled last year. Um, And that's true, we were, we were spoiled. They were two very good goalkeepers. Um, And there have been goals, you know, uh, this season where people have criticised him and it has been too harsh. Unfortunately, today, I think I'd be expecting... Uh, Dave Richards, Willie Askaline, and I'd be expecting the reserve, the, the youth team keeper, to have saved that. Um, having seen it back, it, it's even worse. So it's it's a it's a mistake. It's a clangor. Um, whether he's going to, I don't know. I mean, somebody said that a few weeks ago, not me, incidentally, because people know I'm, I'm trying to defend the lad a little bit here. But somebody said to me the other week, and it, it might have been one of you guys on the pod chat if we'd have had Harvey Davison last season, there's a good chance that we'd have been pulled into a relegation battle. If not relegate, was it you, Alex? Yeah. And, it, and I thought that was a very good point. Um, and if you spin that round, you know, in a promotion season, the goalkeeper as good as Beadle or Oconquo, they, you know, they win you sort of, I don't know, nine, even 12 points over a course of a season um, with some big saves or some big games. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that we're going to get that from him. I I don't like you say, Alex. I don't remember a game this season where you think, yeah, he's he's played a. I'm, I don't want to sound unkind, but you know what I mean. He's not. He's never been a contender for man of the match. I don't think. And ironically, he probably would have been up there today. That would have been the game where he said, yeah. And I had commented on how good he he'd been until that point. Um, but it's that it's that position, isn't it? You know, one mistake of that magnitude, um, and all eyes are on you again.
3: As I said, it's that bread and butter, isn't it, that the good keepers don't make those errors. And and because it's such a key position, every every you know, mistake counts, doesn't it? And that's unfortunate that, that he does appear to have that Achilles heel.
4: I genuinely don't know the answer to this question. I don't know if anybody on here does. What's the situation with him? Is it a season long loan or is it till January and then we look again?
0: I'm convinced it was season. I could
1: be mistaken.
4: Okay. If you do ask me, uh, I
0: would have said season, but
1: that doesn't mean it has got clauses, in. does it? I was about to say, I'm sure there's a break clause in there for both clubs at six months. See the game whether, the ex- whether we'll exercise it is another thing altogether though, because it's like what well, you try and get an now personally I would, but I think clubs will be loathe that you know what, we've had them in net for six months. We've gone through the growing pains, do we just stick with it?
4: Yeah, and I mean the, the veil game, the um the second one, I didn't go, but I watched it on um on I follow, you know, Tom Booth, not sure he's ready. I mean, I'm pretty sure he would have saved that, but I'm not sure he's ready to step in. Um, it's a bit he's of a conundrum. It not. is a
1: conundrum. Tom Booth is certainly not not ready. If you have a look at the highlights from the Sheffield Wednesday under-21 game on Monday, he chucked one in like Harvey Davis did today, and that isn't without the glare of the TV cameras and 2,000 Derby fans paying for blood. So I'm not sure Tom Booth is the answer. I think they're going to have to look. They're going to. I think they'll be scouting around. They'll be seeing what other Premier League clubs have got in terms of availability. I think we've got good relationships with them. You know, Arsenal. If they did have a goalkeeper, would probably send him back if they if League Two was the level they wanted. You look at Brighton, how we've treated Beadle, Southampton. If they had a keeper, considering how we looked after um, Finnegan, would you call it Finnegan? Yeah. So I, I don't think I don't think any clubs are going to have any issues with sending us a player. It's just whether we think we're gonna get one that is better than Harvey Davis. I mean, you can counter it by saying, Are You can get anyone worse than Harvey Davis?
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, you could get worse, but no, I, I, mean, I, off, I don't so. think it's unfair yeah. to say, Alex, for one loan at St. Johnson. We could find better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's unfair at all to suggest that we could find better. I think we could
1: Agreed. Okay. And I'd I'd be looking, and I think you've got to look to strengthen the squad in january if you want to have a go at this season so although um the first team
0: experienced fa cup frustration there was fa cup joy for the youth team midweek um steve you are on the spot reporter um could you remind the listeners of the outcome and and kind of give us a detail some of the key events from that match
3: yeah, where do I start the story? Do I start the story at the end, the result, or do yeah, I give I us a spoiler,
0: give us the end.
3: Yeah, it was it was a fantastic um, win on penalties. Um, One-one draw after extra time, uh, full time at ninety minutes, and then at the end of extra time, and then uh, we won five-four on penalties, which was wonderful to see after the um, Port Vale um, debacle earlier in the season. Uh, maybe we should get some of the youth team taking the, the penalties for the first team. But no, no, really good, really good evening, actually, uh, against quite a strong looking uh, Peterborough side. They're a big set of lads. Um, their two centre-halves would have um, towered over Conor O'Ridden and and, um, and any pretty much any of our centre-backs, center to be honest. Um they were they were technically decent as well. Uh first half we were really, really strong, very much like the first team. Um we 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 were passing them to death and um went 1-0 up um with um uh um Mr. Aegis, however you say say that name. Um However, you say his name, yeah. Um, but we we looked really, really good. Didn't really capitalise on on that. Um we went went in one 0 Um and then second half there, uh, Peterborough came out firing and and physically, very physical. Um there was an awful lot of yellow cards um for them in, in the second half. Uh, they eventually got a got a got a goal. Well, actually we missed a penalty on 73 minutes, and then they went straight up the other end and scored. Um, scored the equalizer um which it went out to 90 minutes and one one and then um uh, in uh, extra time we were we went to the better side to be honest and probably should have scored but um we didn't so it went to penalties and some really really high quality penalties from both sides um before um the um the fifth one for for peterborough Bottom right hand corner, and the uh, keeper whose name escapes me, um, our keeper um, made an absolutely fantastic top draw save down to down down to his left. Um, some real real um, standout performances, I thought, though from our from our players. Uh, Robinson at the back looks really really good, strong, technically decent passer. Centre back uh, Nolan in midfield looked really really good, breaking up the play, and of course. Um, Mr Aegis up front um, but yeah really really good evening and um, yeah it was I've only just warmed up because it was absolutely bloody freezing
0: and I think um, Robinson and Nolan were on the bench today weren't they as well yeah I think That's they amazing. were weren't they yeah, yeah. 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 so, yeah, so uh, cup glory for the Alex we go through and we do have another home draw against lower league opposition to look forward to so Steve can go and get freezing cold again at Crusty Road on a Wednesday night So, having faced one tough Midlands team in the Cup, we now um, come up against their near-city neighbours in an equally tough game at home on Saturday. Big spending, high-flying Notts County come to town. Mark, um, another big match after our games against Wrexham and Stockport in recent weeks. What are you expecting from this one?
4: Um, well, first of all, another sold out away end, I would imagine. Um, probably the two stands again, I would think. They usually travel quite well. Um, they're in good form, aren't they? Um, they lost. I, I actually watched a part a bit of their game a few weeks ago in the derby against Mansfield, and Mansfield battered them. Um, and then they've won three out of four, I think, since losing only to Wrexham, which is um, no disgrace. It's going to be a, a tricky game, another tricky game. I'm actually more confident um, after today than I was this morning, I think. Now I've seen that, you know, the shift that the players put in today and what they're capable of, even with those key players missing. um, You know, we we shouldn't be fearing anybody in this league. I think we'll give them a game. Um, We've started another unbeaten run at home, haven't we? So try and keep that. We're we're formidable at home. Um, It's going to be tough. I don't have any inside information, but I wouldn't be surprised to see one or two of the players that uh, have missed today make an appearance next week. I think they were probably kept out uh, more as a precaution than because they're out and out injured.
0: So, Mark, I'm going to trouble you for a prediction. We drew against Wrexham, we lost against Stockport. What's the outcome against Notts County at home?
4: I'm going to, not knowing any idea what the team's likely to be, I'll go, I'll sit on the fence, get splinters in my arse, 1 1.
0: Okay, Alex, the mighty Magpies at home. What do you reckon?
1: I worry that it might be another Stockport, um, but I think we'll score this time. I think it can be a two-one away win, unfortunately.
0: Do you think too organised, too strong, too efficient for us?
1: Yeah, I think McGoldrick up front. I think he'll be. I think a lot will go through him. They've looked quite good going forward this year. They seem a bit like us in terms of good going forward, shaky at the back. But I think they'll just have enough uh, to edge us, unfortunately. Okay, Steve. What,
0: what
3: yeah. you think? I, I think I'm getting a false sense of, um, or delusions of grandeur in that I'm getting to the stage where I'm not really afraid of that many teams anymore, similar to what Mark was saying. I think we, we're re- realising that we're we're a match for most in this league. Um, that said, I think it's going to be a tough, tough old game, as you said, but I'm going to be Mr. Confident and I'm going to say a 2-1 crew win.
0: Okay, Producer Dave spoke to George from Notts County Talk to get their side of things.
2: George, just tell us, first of all, a little bit about what Notts County Talk is.
5: Uh, Yeah, so Notts County Talk um, is a YouTube channel, uh, but we also run a podcast every Thursday night uh, that goes out on Spotify. Uh, Me and my friend Tom, uh, we co-run it together. Uh, We do pre-match, uh, post-match, uh, analysis and and such things like that. Um, just two mates having a laugh, really, and, and enjoying what we do and, and getting as many fans from other clubs on the channel as we can to sort of give their opinion, I suppose, similar to this, really.
2: Obviously, we're talking about the, the match between Crew and Notts coming up on Saturday. Um, Pretty good start for the season, I'd say. Are you pretty happy with what's happened for Knotts County so far?
5: Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, it, to, to be honest, I, I don't think it really could have gone much better. I, I think in terms of what, what we have, we have quite a small squad. Um, So I, I believe at the moment we're overachieving.
2: Really what makes do. you say that?
5: Um, I think there's been a couple of games where we've scraped it. But then to be fair, there has been games as well where I felt like we should have got more from it. Uh, so I've probably just gonna gone against what i said really there. But <clears throat> um. I look at the, the spine of the squad is pretty much seven or eight of the the main starting 11 uh, were were starters sort of last season in the National League. Um, obviously, it was a good quality squad that, you know, broke records and, and things like that. But uh, to, to make the step up and sort of make it look almost effortless and, and the transition from going to the National League to League Two, uh, I believe uh, we're overachieving. But <clears throat> I think that could be a lot down to uh, mentality pushed over from uh, Luke Williams, our manager.
2: Obviously, it's very tight at the top of League 2 at the moment. Uh, You're up there, Stockport at the top, Wrexham, um, us nearby, Mansfield. It's going to be a tight game on Saturday, isn't it?
5: Yeah, yeah, definitely isn't. Look, I mean, we're up against it now. I think we've got eight eight or nine injuries at the moment, uh, and we do have quite a small squad uh, as it is. Uh, At the FA Cup on Saturday against Crawley, I think we only had four or five on the bench. Three or four of those were, were youth players. Um, so we are really struggling for numbers. And unfortunately, three or four of the injuries that we do have a, a season long. Um, so for, for us now, I believe it's just sort of getting through to, to, to January uh, so we can make a few signings because we really need them, really, really need them. I was saying this to a couple of my friends uh, at the game on the weekend. If we make it to, to January and we're still in the playoffs, I think we'll have done really, really well because our our squad really is paper thin.
2: That sounds very familiar. I don't know if you're aware, but the crew squad until about a week and a half ago was doing pretty well. All of a sudden, we've had five or six key injuries. One -hmm. of those is uh, out for the season, midfielder Jack Powell, We've got another three or four who would have been first team regulars out, probably not going to be ready for Saturday, so it does sound very familiar um who, who are the key players that we need to look out for i, I appreciate that i think <clears throat> is it's is it Matt Palmer who's one of your long term injuries midfielder yeah. he was doing really well wasn't he uh um, he was, yeah. who've we got to watch out for for as crew fans in the knot side
5: um I think he goes about saying uh macaulay Langstaff. Uh, he's he's been incredible for us. Um, he, you know, and he's he's another player that's stepped up, uh, stepped up the level into to League Two, and he's made it look effortless. Uh, his pressing is is relentless. I've I've said this so many times on on our channel on on YouTube. I'd love to see his running stats there again because he never stops running from the first minute to the ninetieth minute. He is relentlessly running down, no matter the scoreline. Even if a three 0 up, he's he's if the keeper has the ball for too long, he's he's on his tail. So. He's definitely a player to look out for. I think on his day, McGoldrick, uh, another player that sort of, you know, he's got a very good credentials, yes. um, can definitely play at a high level. Um, so, yeah, um, they're the two main ones for me, really. Because most of the other ones really are, I mean, I mean this, to be honest, I missed a big one out there, Jody Jones. Jody Jones. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Jody Jones, but my God, what an impact he's had this season. He's been fantastic. Uh, best crosser at the club. Uh, by a mile, uh, he, he could. He puts on a plate uh, against Crawley on Saturday. The amount of crosses he put in that really we should have converted was just silly, really. And hit him and Dan Crowley as well. But the problem is, I'm, I'm all these players that I'm naming now. They're they're very attacking players. Uh, Jody Jones can do his bit because he's sort of playing the wing back. He does his bit defending, but he is an attacker. Uh, so our main play, our main threat really is our defence. The, the bit where we are looking a bit weak. It's like our midfield now. We've got Bostock out and Matty Palmer. You just mentioned Bostock really dictates the game alongside Matty Palmer. So it'd be interesting to see sort of as to who steps in, deals with it. Um, and from our last game as well, I don't know how long the injury is, but our captain Carl Cameron's out, who's uh, a centre back. So defensive looks a little bit frail as well. And we've had a little bit of a switch around with our keeper as well. I'm running through the whole squad here, but. Um, Slocum came in for a cup game played really really well distribution was fantastic which is really key for the way that we play um, so Williams kept him in uh, he's played three or four might even be five games on the trot now he's played, or played fairly well uh, but Stone's come in now uh, against Crawley on Saturday made some really good saves but his distribution wasn't the best so it's sort of weighing up who's our best option really um, but yeah it's it feels like a bit of a pickle for us at the moment, to be
2: honest. So all these injuries at the minute—is that going to change the, the formation? What what sort of formation can we expect?
5: Uh, no, I don't think it will, to be honest. I think Williams will always stay true to his, his three-five-two. Um, he's been known to change it in game if he feels like um, a shape change will, you know, help the squad or or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's a three-five-two. The only real area that I think. Might lack is the midfield because we've got we've got Jim O'Brien who can really can do a job uh, in midfield, but it, it's just and I do, do love Jim O'Brien, but he, he's not John Bostock and he's not Matty Palmer. Um, so yeah, mid, midfield is gonna struggle, I think.
2: You mentioned earlier that you think maybe you're sort of doing better than expectations this season, but I think maybe to a lot of um, League Two fans, sort of outside of not... You're you're seen as one of the clubs with lots of money, big backer. Is that is that fair? Is that true? And it, and if so, you know who who is your backer? And where's the money come from?
4: Yeah, no,
5: I, I mean I wouldn't say we're, we're big big spenders. I I look at the sign-ins that we have made. The majority of them are from lower down, um, like Lang Langstaff, for example, uh, Kevin Scott, who unfortunately is injured as well at the moment. We we did buy these players. Uh but they were from lower down, so the fees are not aren't gonna be astronomical. Um we obviously do have a reasonably good budget. I'd definitely say it's like, like top six, seven in the league. Um I wouldn't say we're big spenders to to be honest. Uh like I say we are up there. Look, we've got McGoldrick on the books, you know what I mean? And and as much as they've made it he's made it obvious that he took a pay cut to come to Knott's, uh because of his history at the club and, and being a supporter of the club. Um I don't think we we, uh, we spend as big as people may think. And maybe that, that could be just me comparing ourselves to Rexham because they spend astronomically. Uh, but no, I don't think we do overspend, to be honest. We're quite sustainable in that regard, which is refreshing as an outstanding to see.
2: Obviously, you're back in the league now. After Is it four seasons you were in non-league? How do you look back on that time now? Do you think that was you know a novelty going to some new grounds or were you just desperate to get out and get back into the league?
5: Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's a bit of everything, really. There was a novelty there for sure, going to some of the, the grounds. Um, I don't know if you, you heard about the, the the Dover situation between Dover and Knox, where we, I think it was like an hour before kickoff. And if anyone has got good geography, not Nottingham to Dover, it's a good four or five hour drive. Uh, on a good day, I think it was an hour or two before kickoff for the first game. It was called off. Um. So, little things like that, you know, that you, you will, I don't think you necessarily get in the Football League. Uh, we sort of had a similar thing with Kings Lynn as well, where the game was called off 45 minutes before because of a, a bit of a wet patch on the pitch. Uh, but no, yeah, I, look, I, I enjoyed our time down there because without sounding sort of, you know, big headed, we did win a lot of the games that we, we were down there. So, we saw some really good performances. Um, but sort of, for me in the last season, it um, was so much riding on it because it really felt like, for the squad that we had, it was sort of now and ever because we sort of had players like, and I know we've lost Ruben Rodriguez now, but, you know, to lose a player like Ruben Rodriguez, if you didn't quite catch emotion, it's a, it is a sucker punch. Uh, because you got promotion, we're obviously able to to sort of gain some players to replace him as such. Uh, But yeah, I think the first couple of years we look back on it fondly. How you learn a lot. It's quite humbling at times when you get absolutely thrashed by a team that you'd only have just heard of a year or two prior to, to being relegated. Um. But look, it, it set us up now for us to be, like I've just mentioned, sustainable. Uh, we've got a really good squad, really good bunch of staff as well. Uh, we've got a manager that every time that there's um, a job goes up in the EFL for a, ma- a manager spot, you're sort of thinking, oh, this this could be it. But look, we're in a really, really good place. Um, the connection between the fans and, and the club at the minute as well is huge. Like the players, the manager, we have got such a good connection uh, with the fans and that for me in what 20 or so years of supported knots it's the most connected that i've ever felt with the club um and the most sustainable because there's, there's been times when i've been going down to knots and it's like you know we were on the verge of administration and i'm not talking about sort of four or five years ago when it was we got relegated and our owner had done whatever i'm talking about like early 2000s we've been on the verge of, of going into administration so i'm just enjoying it to be honest uh but yeah, I've I've gone off on a big tangent there. No, it 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 was enjoyable. Uh, I think we could have shortened it by maybe a year or two, but we're in a really good position now, and I'm kind of glad it happened the way it did because now we've got Luke Williams, and he's I think he's the best manager we've had while I've been down there for sure.
2: Fair enough, yeah. And um, again, you've been, you've touched on this before about you know you're you're happy at the minute, maybe a little bit higher than you expected to be, maybe see how things are going in January. But two final questions and two predictions. Uh, firstly yeah. where do you think you will finish this season
5: you know do you know if we'd not had the injuries of, of Bostock and, and Matty Palmer I'd genuinely have said I think we, we've got we've got it in us to, to get top three Um, but now this has happened especially for Matty Palmer being a, a season long and it's going to be I think it's going to be a stretch to January I know it's November now I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say we'll finish sixth
2: okay And the last question then, prediction for the score on Saturday, crew against Notts County.
5: I'm going to go. You see, it's it's really difficult. Uh, I'm I'm going to go for a 2-1 Notts, 2-1 Notts victory. I know uh, we've we've got our injuries. Um, I think we'll concede because we just seem to be doing that a lot at the moment. Um, but I think we'll just nick it. We'll create plenty of chances and uh, Langstaff will be on the pitch. So
2: he'll put a couple of those away, I think. Thank you very much for your time, George. Okay. Um.
0: Obviously we've mentioned already Um. on the roundup of today's match that the injury list is increasing by the match and by the training session, it seems. Um, Alex, I'll come to you. We've got a plethora of names out injured, some long-term, some shorter-term. Who, to you, is is the biggest miss? Who, at the moment, can we not replace in that crew, Alex, from that crew squad?
1: Let's do it by process of elimination. Elliot never caught me Baker Richardson on the score sheet today. So I think we can we can cope without Chris Long. Um I think Zach Williams, Billington came in, played fine. And um, you've got Rio who could slot in at left-back. So I think we're okay without Williams. Uh, I think without Powell, who's obviously a long-term injury, and Tabena, I think the midfield is probably where we're lacking. So I think Powell is the the big loss. I think he's been a bit of a conductor. But actually, if you can get... um, Joel Taberner fit I think it gives Taberner an opportunity to grow and to say right you're our main man in midfield now you need to pull the strings you need to run the show and give him that ownership and responsibility which I think I think Belly will do I think Belly trusts Tabiner. Um so I think if we're if we're actually saying who's the biggest loss um, I think for me I'd go with with Jack Powell but I'll heavy heavily caveat it by actually saying it's it's double whammy without Taberner in the side. Um, so, Powell, if you write off, I think was a big miss. It's one of those two, though.
4: I agree. I, I mean, I mean, we've already touched on it, haven't we? Earlier, I think um, the, initially I thought there's nobody else that can that can pick a pass quite like he can. Now, Joe White looks like he might be able to, um, and he is improving. And then we've got the enigma that is Mister Colke, who has got that in his locker, but he can't run around very well he's not as mobile as Jack Powell and obviously the, the key with him is keeping him fit um, so I would agree he's the he's the big loss um, hopefully Taberna was more of a precautionary measure I think today and um, we might see him against Notts County touch wood
3: yeah you'd, you'd think that a few if there were if any were 50-50 they'd probably save them because the league's more important isn't it but jumping back onto the the Colcat thing, you do we're getting to that stage, certainly from where I'm sat, that yeah, you, you have to wonder that whether do do the management not trust either him as a player, his body, or that they just don't think he's that good good enough. Um, because he's been sort of fit on paper. For a few weeks now and not really got anywhere near the team. And, you know, we were down to the bare bones today and he wasn't in the side again. You you have to wonder, really, don't you? And um I know he's he's missed an awful lot since he's been with us, but you know, you do you do have to wonder whether whether how, how much his future is at crew and uh, whether he may be being farmed out in January. I don't know. Because he doesn't seem to be Pushing for a first team starting position, does he at the moment?
4: No, it was a bit. It was a shock that he um, he didn't manage to get in today. But having said that, you know, we, we said Rio played a bit further up, so he could be classed as one of the three. Um, Connor Thomas is the more defensive midfielder, and you know he, he's coming back from an injury himself. No complaints there, and you've got to say again that White in there on merit. Um, but I, I thought think, you, I thought
3: he was exceptional today why I, was, was
4: I think you, you you make a good point though I I'm, you know if I was a, a betting man, I wouldn't put a, a single penny on Charlie Colkett being at could beyond next summer.
0: Okay, that'll be yours for another week. We shall be back next weekend as usual um rounding up the Notts County game for today Steve Alex, Mark thank you very much for your time. pleasure. Thank you everyone. Thank you and until next time.
4: Goodbye. Blue moon.